0: Well, hi, Lisa Fox here. It's MyLA on 104.3 MyFM and also heard everywhere via iHeartRadio. It's our show that puts the spotlight on charitable organizations, nonprofits, and people giving back. And tonight the spotlight is on giving back to children who uh, pretty much have no one. Orphans and kids in foster care in the U.S. alone there's almost half a million kids who are in foster care and over 8 million around the world in various institutions. The number of orphans and kids growing up without permanent parents is staggering. And Kids Save, the Kids Save organization, is doing something about it. They're all about creating change so that kids, and they, they primarily focus on older kids from ages 9 to 17. Even tougher to help find them families. So they're focusing on creating change so that these kids can get adopted and grow up in loving families with connected, caring adults. They've got a variety of programs, of course, right here in Southern California that we are going to share with you tonight. And also a new docu series airing on the AE Network called uh, The Day I Picked My Parents. It airs September 8th. Set the DVRs. There's also a special event happening, uh, an advanced screening with my girl Christine Devine of Fox 11, who is very passionate about helping foster kids. Uh, Christina is a uh, hostess with the Moses that night, September 5th at the Landmark on Pico. We'll talk more about that in just a bit, but so happy to have on uh, their CEO and president, the CEO and president of Kids Save, Randy Thompson, on to tell us all about it. Hi, Randy. Hi,
1: so glad to be on your show. Thank you for having me.
0: So passionate about helping kids find their forever ever homes how did this journey begin for you
1: well first of all I'm an adoptive parent and so I probably was more attuned to the needs of kids without parents sure but my co-founder had actually gone to Russia to adopt a baby and came back telling me about all these kids that were in cribs and shaved heads not being taken care of and at the time I was actually working in Kazakhstan and, uh, on a marketing project and decided I would go to an orphanage to see for myself. And what I saw, I didn't go to one for babies. I went to one for older kids. And I, from that point on, I just could not get these kids out of my mind. My kids were about eight and 11 at the time. And I kept seeing these children who were not being taken care of, who were basically being warehoused. And I thought, these could be my kids, you know, if, if not for the luck of the draw, you know. So, Originally, my co-founder and I really just wanted to do something to help. We were marketing and communications people, and we thought, well, you know, we'll do, we'll donate some pro bono services.
0: And were you both based
1: here in Los Angeles? I was L.A., and she was Washington, D.C. And so, you know, we've had both, uh, both sides of the country at the time. And um, what we found, though, was that there were lots of organizations that were working with babies and a lot of religious groups that were building orphanages and trying to, um, you know, send clothes and all, but really working on behalf of older kids that were being forgotten, that weren't being considered, you know, for adoption. People aren't typically thinking of teenagers when they want to add to their family. And we thought, well, what can we do to really shine a light on these kids? And so we started a program that, um, Initially, it brought kids internationally in for family visits in the summer, and we found that it was really successful. That program was called Summer Miracles, and um, we've helped nearly two thousand kids find families through that program.
0: Well, and again, you know, with your main goal being just to introduce these families, these adults, with these kids for a potential of opening the door to a, uh, a becoming. Uh, possibly a permanent situation as a united family, just doing it for the summer might seem less scary, if that makes sense. And maybe because you know the kids are off from school, maybe they've got a lighter schedule and more time to spend with these kids that they're hosting to really see how it feels, or how it would feel if they were to stick around.
1: Well, and a lot of the people that host, uh, when they when the kids come in in the summer, people who host um, often are doing it, to help a child find a family without any real um, plan to adopt themselves but it gives kids the opportunity to be in a family and then after we'd had some success with um, the summer program we started to look at our own country you know we were exposed to the issue internationally where there's this huge problem but little did we know at the time that our kids our kids in foster care our kids who are growing up here are actually exiting care with the same outcomes as children in a third world nation or a developing country. Mm. You know, they're not getting their high school degrees. They're ending up homeless. They're ending up, you know, far more likely to be incarcerated than children who grow up in a family. They're not getting the education. They're not getting the jobs. And we thought, well, wait a minute, you know, our kids are not really doing that much better than kids internationally. And so we started to look at how could we work to help kids that were growing up in US foster care and we conceived a program called Weekend Miracles which allows people who want to help a child who want to get involved in the lives of a foster youth to host them on weekends and introduce them to their circle of friends and to work to help them to meet someone who could become a permanent family.
0: Well, and like you've been saying, Randy, it's kind of like just introducing the two sides just to see, just to feel it out. You know, even if you're just thinking of helping uh, a kid who has no one, a kid who's been through a lot of rough stuff, even if you just want to be there as a mentor, as a friend to help them until they maybe find that, that permanent home a permanent family, so to speak. Just introducing people just seems like not so much pressure for either side, but just hopes of making a nice human connection that could be mutually beneficial and on all kinds of levels.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, not as scary. Absolutely. And we're, you know, people are getting their feet wet a little bit, I guess you'd say. But really what we're, we ask people, our families in the weekend program commit to spending at least two weekend days a month with the child that they host. And they commit for a year. So it's, you know, it's a it's a commitment. Both the youth and the adults commit this. And then they'll bring them to our events where they can meet a permanent family. And sometimes, certainly, the person who's hosting ends up being that permanent family. Yeah, because I was going to say, because kinds.
0: you are kind of forming a bond, you know, regardless. And if it's meant to be and the right people connect and the stars align, then suddenly this magical family could kind of accidentally happen. Yeah. Well,
1: and it's what's, what's really unique about this program and um, what is being featured on the A&E documentary that's coming out is that the children have a say in what happens. You know, kids who are living in foster care aren't being asked all that often, what do they want? You know, you, typically when someone is considering adoption, they do a, a home study and a, they get all of their clearances through and then they submit to whatever Child Welfare Authority is responsible for the kids, and then they're given a referral. This whole approach is very, very different. You have the opportunity to meet kids at events. The youth have the opportunity to meet people too, and they have a say in what happens.
0: Well, it sounds so much more empowering that way, instead of the kids... You know, one might assume or think that they're being told, okay, well, this family wants to adopt you, so you better meet with them because it's your only chance and you really need to like them, so focus hard. If you want to get out of here, go be on your best behavior so we can just get this wrapped up.
1: Exactly. In in our program, the the kids who need families or who need connections, because not every foster child wants to have an adoptive family. Some kids really are open to having an adult connection hoping to have somebody in their life, but they're not quite ready to make that commitment either, just like the adults, you know? They need to learn and get to know and to trust, but they'll come to our events, they'll be referred if they need a family, and then people who are interested in getting to know um, a foster child will come and meet at our events. And everybody spends time doing activities together. And then at the end of our events, what happens is that both the adults and the kids are asked, hey, did you meet anybody at this event you'd like to get to know better? So for the kids, it's really empowering. It's the first time for many of them that they've been asked,
0: yeah.
1: that they've had a say. And you know, these are all volunteers, so for a lot of these kids, it's the first time there's been somebody in their life since they entered care who wasn't paid to be with them. So not only does it give them a say in what happens, but it also really helps to have them feel that they have value. And, and, yeah, and feel you know, heard. Right. And feel heard. They, you know, we, we really try to give them a voice and a choice and what happens to them.
0: All right, we're on with Randy Thompson. She's the CEO of Kids Save, an organization that's been around well over 20 years, helping to connect so many kids kind of lost in the foster care system, but the older ones, especially ages nine through 17, trying desperately to connect them with more and more like-minded, loving, caring adults that maybe, hey, one day introduce people and that whole family thing could kind of organically happen. They have events coming up, where you can meet kids. They have fun wizards coming up. They have their new, uh, their docu-series airing on a the a network on Sunday, September the 8th, the day I picked my parents. All the info at kidsave.org, kidsave.org and also at 888- Kids Save. It's my LA on 104.3 my FM and Heard Everywhere via iHeartRadio. Lisa Fox on it tonight, chatting with Randy Thompson. She's the CEO and president of Kids Save, the Kids Save organization around for more than 20 years helping to make meaningful loving connections with foster kids. Connecting foster kids with loving, caring, like minded adults, especially here in Southern California. Such a need in our country, but such a huge need here uh, right where we are. They've got incredible programs, whether it's mentoring, whether it's hosting weekend. They have a weekend program called Weekend Miracles, Summer Miracles, hosting kids, making a commitment to helping these kids. You never know where it could lead. Maybe adopting or maybe just fostering and helping them out in this in-between time. They have very easy and casual events where folks can all meet up, like a big picnic at a park, just for the uh, big group introduction and just see if anything comes of it. Because they just want to make sure that there's no pressure on either side. It's just got to be uh, a good fit if and when it's supposed to happen. They've got fundraisers coming up. They have their uh, docu-series airing on the A&E Network on September the 8th, the day I picked my parents. Set the DVR for that. Kidsave.org for all the info. kidsave.org for more. And, uh, Randy, I love that you focus on primarily on kids ages 9 through 17 must be even tougher for the older kids.
1: Yeah, kids are 9 to 17, and I would say typically our kids are 13 and up when they're referred to us, so we're talking about, you know, preteens and teens, and um, if you have children, you know that's always that's a challenging time for a lot <laughs> of kids, and um, they need to have the opportunity to meet people so that they can people can see who they are and their potential, their resilience. You know, if, if you see these kids on paper which is often how people do you know they they don't have the time to meet them or the opportunity they look on paper and sometimes it's a little scary sure but when you meet the person and you get to know them and you say well wait a minute uh, this this is a great kid, you know? And you you see it, it's that glass half full versus glass half empty kind of sure. thing.
0: Sure. Or you see a light in their eyes or you just get a, a warmth or a vibe about them and you just feel like, oh my gosh, this one's special. I gotta get to know this one. Or, you know, it's like they have a little smirk or a little smile or a little giggle or a little way about them that just you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I have to find out more about this kid. I can only imagine, uh, Randy, I want to ask you about the screening process because I can only imagine that that's got to be a very delicate part of this inter- introducing the kids to potential parents and mentors and just weekend hosts and summer hosts. It's got to be a very slippery slope as to making sure that these adults are the right people that you want to bring into all this. Yeah. Well, the first thing that
1: happens is um, that our events are all you know safe and supervised. We have someone from L.A. County Department of Children and Family Services who attends every event, so we're making sure that. You know, the kids, the kids are safely being introduced to people. But people attend an orientation before coming to an event, and they can actually meet kids before they've gone through, you know, all of the screening. But they can't spend any time alone with a child until they've had training, screening, you know, a live scan so their fingerprints are done, there's criminal and child abuse. So, you know, it's, it's very, you know, the idea is to open the door wider so more people will consider Adopting an sure. older child or consider hosting. But at the same time, you obviously have to keep, you know, make sure that the, it's a safe environment for kids yep. to meet people.
0: Well, and how involved do you get in the process of? Uh, selecting these people who are meeting the kids, you know how picky can we get about newcomers coming in to who potentially want to be parents to these kids who've probably been through a lot.
1: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's
0: chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: And families families can come to an event after they've attended an orientation. So at the open events, there are and many different kinds of people who attend. Typically, people who are interested in helping foster youth are... Um, are really, you know, the, the type of person that comes to the events. They're usually professionals, and they're usually people who, you know, have have an interest in helping someone other than themselves. But the you know, the screening of the people, I mean what you're talking about, really comes when the training takes place, the fingerprints and the live scan, and then um, a social worker from DC DCFS will come and do a home interview and a home inspection. So they'll they'll meet and talk to the people and make sure that, in fact, they feel that they would have the qualities, in addition to passing all their screening and their training, that would make them a good host for a for youth in foster care. Got so it. The really big, big difference about this program is that once our families are approved, and they've gone through all of that process, they are approved once the DCFS and the caregivers, you know, say, okay, that you know each other well, if they can have the children in their home overnight on the weekend. That's a huge benefit for the kids because they really get to see what family life's like. They're getting to spend time with people who care about them, who are, you know, showing them a good model of what it's like to, you know, to be in a family. Because sometimes the kids haven't really had that much time in a functional family if they've been in foster care for a
0: while. Laura, like you mentioned before, sometimes they're not ready or they're scared. So you have to make sure, you you know, like you're saying, that both sides are ready to kind of at least be open to try this thing out. Yeah, absolutely. For our program, um, because the kids have typically been in care for
1: a few years, you know, they often aren't feeling so trusting of adults. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's one of the things that develops over the hosting process is to learn that you can, in fact, trust an adult to take care of you and be good to you and to have your best interest at heart. So it's we don't require that the kids who come into our program want to be adopted. What they have to be open to is to having a connection with an adult who can you know, either help them to find a family or help them in other areas of their
0: life. Sure. I can imagine, Randy, too, that um, maybe a big part of the draw is why it seems that most people would want to adopt Uh, a younger child or a baby is because they feel they may not quote unquote be as, you know, damaged or, you know, maybe not have been through so many bad things. I think that's probably a big part of the fear of maybe going with an older child is it can be set in their ways because they've seen a lot of, they've had a lot of bad examples or bad experiences. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, there's, there's no question that, um, the kids that, that we work with have had traumatic experiences in their lives. You know, they've had loss, um, they've had, uh, grief, they've had abandonment, and, you know, you don't know what some of the other things that they've gone through have been. What I think is so amazing about these kids is that if, if my own kids had been through this, I don't know that, or, or you or I had been through it, I'm not sure that we'd be walking, you know, but they're very resilient. And so I think what you see with, with the kids that we have in our program is that they have such potential. And, you know, with the right family to help them, with the, you know, with the right people who understand some of the things that the kids have been through, they can make enormous strides. And, you know, we've seen it. I've, I've done this for 21 years now. And I am so amazed at the transformation of some of these kids once they have a loving family to help them.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Randy, you've probably seen so many success stories. It just, I mean, how often do you cry? Because I'm already a crier. I don't know if I worked (laughs) with you, I'd probably outcry you in about 10 minutes. I mean, I can only imagine how heartwarming these stories are when these kids finally find their forever home.
1: It's, It's amazing. You know, I... I laugh at myself because I say, I can't believe after 20 years I'm still sitting here crying. And every time a, a youth will get up and speak and tell us their story, I'm in tears. Uh. Um, and I think that that's, you know, we want to be able to cry. We want to be able to have those tears of joy because yeah. that's otherwise, I, I think one of the issues when people work um, often with kids or any anybody who's, you know, dealing with sensitive issues or people who've had challenges. You know, the last thing you want is that you get to the point where you don't feel. I'll know that's the day that it's time for me to quit. Uh, <laughs> you know, like cause yeah. I'm still moved by each and every one of these
0: kids. I love it. And more success stories are waiting to happen. Half a million kids in the foster care system right here in our country. So many right here in Southern California. They need your love your your hope to see their potential. Great things could come of some of these meetings that uh, Kids Save, the Kids Save organization arranges just to see if you'd be open to dedicating some time to a kid or kids on the weekends or just through their summer programs by hosting a child to stay at your home leaving the door open for some kind of a potential even temporarily helping them or keeping the door open for an actual loving bond to see if that whole family thing could happen. Uh, kidssave.org for all the information. We've been chatting with Randy Thompson, their CEO and president. Over 20 years, they have been helping to change the lives of foster kids and orphans who are out there pretty much with a whole lot of nothing. They're all about creating change so that kids can get adopted and grow up and loving families and get connected with caring, loving adults. Because once you add a little love to the mix, uh, you never know what potential could be unleashed. They've got a variety of programs they would love to introduce folks to who might be open to just helping a kid or starting a family or adding to your family. They've got weekend programs, summer programs, mentoring programs. They've got their new uh, a docu-series airing September the 8th the day I picked my parents. That's all about this. Kidsave.org for more. Kidsave.org for more. They do primarily focus on older kids, even tougher for them to find homes, ages 9 to 17. And Randy, how are we connecting uh, like minded adults with these kids in Southern California? Where are they? Like, how are their lives now? Where, where are they? What are their living arrangements now?
1: So, the kids that we work with in Southern California are, as you said, between the ages of 9 and 17. Um, they're referred to us by the Department of Children and Family Services to participate in this and sometimes in other programs. They're living in group homes or foster families, you know, so they're living all over LA County and they, they could be in a larger residential place or they could be in a foster family. But the families that, that they're living in, if they're in a foster home, have no plans to give them permanency. Yeah, So they're, they're providing that support as a foster family, but they still have a plan for a more permanent family, uh-huh. and that's when they refer to us when they haven't been able to find the kids' families, and it's because their age. Sometimes they might have, you know, been in care with siblings, and so it took them a long time for uh, the department to be able to make the decision that they couldn't stay together, and sometimes we'll get siblings together, sometimes we'll get them separate, They're kids that, um, you know, they probably moved a little bit. You know, I think that the county tries really hard to keep children with their biological family. And they do a great job of really working to get kids back to, to their family. Sometimes the kids that come to us, they've attempted to do that and it hasn't worked. And so that's why they're older. You know, right. because they've gone back and forth for a bit, and then a time comes when they say, "You know what? there really isn't anyone in their biological family that they can safely go back to, and so then they'll they'll come to us, and so then it's harder to place because they're older,
0: but I love that you've kind of taken that harder. Age group nine to seventeen, and made it your focus to say no, no, no. There's plenty of hope for these kids too. We just have to connect the dots and connect the, the the right people together, and see what we can make happen here.
1: Yeah, our focus is all on the older children. I mean, everything that we do is focused on getting kids that people are not typically thinking about and introducing them. You know, and doing this. You know, the, the whole idea that. Um, child welfare is based on is that you know you want to keep kids safe and stable and protect them and so a lot of what happens is that people don't know about them because they're trying very hard to you know maintain that privacy but at some point in a child's life the right to privacy and the right to have a family violates because if you don't know about these great kids if you don't know that there's this amazing 14 year old boy that really wants a family you're not looking for him so we have to take the initiative to be able to let people know that A they exist, that they would like a family, and that and by showing that they can succeed in families. I mean that's really sure. you know, taking sort of that fear as you mentioned out of the whole equation because if I get to meet these kids I say, Wow, you know, they're they're like my kids or not like my kids, but they're you know, they're kids that have incredible value and Maybe I could do something to help them to achieve their potential.
0: Well, and that's kind of the thing that I'm assuming we are going to get to see in your docu-series. It's going to air on the A&E Network on September the 8th, the day I picked my parents uh, all about how kids save. The Kids Save organization connects foster kids in need with loving, caring, kind adults who are open to connecting and maybe come becoming a family together. H- how many episodes is it,
1: Randy? It's a five-show series, and um, A&E is doing a, a special uh, premiere day event. And, you know, in this world of DVR, <laughs> um, they're going to be running... Um, all five shows. Oh, back on to back. September eighth. Yep.
0: Yeah, everyone's that's so, so you pro can get that DVR going. Yeah, everyone's so <laughs> pro binge watching now. So okay, well that's a good thing.
1: And it features the stories of ten kids that were in our Los Angeles County Weekend Miracles program, and you know, sort of the process that they went through as they met families at events, and then they got to know them, and then they started hosting, and then in, in some cases, eventually moved in, and you know, proceeded toward a forever family. It's a really great program for people who are interested potentially in hosting to watch or somebody who wants to start a program. Yeah, it, it's very heartwarming and you know, I think our kids are amazing. So it, it, it really shows people what the kids need and I think, it, I think it will make people think about whether they want to host or adopt an older child.
0: Well, and to see both sides, both points of view. I mean, what is it like to be one of those foster kids ages 9 through 17 that you focus on helping so much? What's it like to be living in their shoes? And then what's it like for these adults, you know, married, single or whatever their situation is, or a family who wants to add to their family or just a, a nice person who wants to help a kid in need or someone whose heart and Lifestyle is open to uh, taking in a new person and adding to their family and maybe making this whole family thing happen um, you're doing a special event an advanced screening of the docuseries is going to be airing on A&E September the 8th but September the 5th you're doing a special advanced screening at the Landmark on Pico with my girl Christine Devine of Fox 11 who is very passionate about helping foster kids. Christina is uh, helping to uh, host a QA. and a Talk about that night and how we can get involved. Okay, she's, yeah, Christina is
1: amazing. She's been a, a great supporter of kids overall, and, you know, she's now really getting involved in this program. Um, Christina will be hosting a panel discussion after, so we'll have some of the cast members there, and um, I'll be there. Um, there'll be somebody from Terry um, Grant from DCFS. So, there'll be an opportunity for people to ask questions of the kids, the families, we'll have a a whole group of youth that have been in the program there that they can talk to after as well. So I think it'll be a fun event and we hope that uh, people who would be thinking that this might be the kind of program that they'd like to get involved in, it's a great opportunity to both see the show before it ever airs and also to get to meet some of the real life people that are in the show and in the program.
0: There you go. And it is free to attend, but you need to RSVP ahead of time and get your ticket ahead of time. So all the information is on the website at kidsave.org, kidsave.org for the advanced screening on September the 5th at the landmark on Pico for the day I picked my parents. You also have ongoing events and fundraisers, a golf tournament in October Another meetup, October the 12th in the Palisades between potential future parents and these great kids. So many ways to get involved and always in need of volunteers, of course, as well. Best place to go for all the info is the website, kidssave.org kidsave.org and they can also call your phone number at 888-KIDSAVE 888-KIDSAVE Randy Thompson, thank you so much for all that you do and connecting uh, these great people in hopes of creating loving long-lasting families. God bless you. That's great. Thank you so much, Lisa. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?